Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine. Hi, and I will be your host again this time around. So imagine you make a movie and you pitch your movie and this is what you have to tell people. Okay, for my movie, it has no acting characters. It only has real people only. And these few people are going to share what it's like to either own or work at or be a customer of a pet cemetery. Oh, and by the way, it's going to run about 83-ish minutes. You can imagine the studio system saying, oh, yeah, have fun with that, right? Well, imagine somehow it gets green-lighted. Let's take it to the next level. It gets shown. And both Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert both agree that it is great. With Ebert in 1991 saying it was one of his top 10 movies, not just when it comes to documentaries, but of all time, adding that he personally watched it over 30 times. Now, did I mention that this is a documentary about pet cemeteries? I did, didn't I? Well, here's the thing. I get it. This should not work. But I've seen it, and it totally does. By the way, be it by accident or by design, you, my friend, have found episode number 11 in our series, The Psychology of Film by a Prop Maker's Son. And the film we've been talking about, which was in theaters in 1978 originally, is named Gates of Heaven. Roger Ebert was my favorite of those two reviewers. I generally always felt the way about films, with some exceptions, the way that that Ebert did. Siskel I agreed with sometimes, too. But I used to love those two just spar at it. I used to watch them spar when it came to whether a movie was good or bad or effective or not effective or whatever the case may be. Well, here's how Roger Ebert reviewed it. I'm going to just read what he wrote verbatim for a little while. So this is his words. There's your dog. Your dog's dead. But where's the thing that made it move? It had to be something, didn't it? These words by a woman who has just buried her dog are spoken in gates of heaven. They express the central mystery of life. No philosopher has stated it better. They form the truth at the center of Earl Morris' 1978 documentary, which is surrounded by layer upon layer of comedy, pathos, irony, and human nature. I have seen this film perhaps 30 times, and I'm still not anywhere near the bottom of it. 
all I know is it's a, about a lot more than pet cemeteries. The film has become an underground legend, a litmus test for audiences who cannot decide if it's serious or satirical or if it's, if it's funny or sad or if it's sympathetic or if it's mocking. Gates of Heaven remains in a category by itself, unclassifiable, provocative, tantalizing. When I put it on my list of the 10 greatest films ever made, I was not joking. This 85-minute film about pet cemeteries has given me more to think about over the past 20 years than most of the other films I've seen. Can you imagine being the filmmaker? <laughs> Filmmakers would kill for a review this good, right? So why did it work for this reviewer? I'll, I'll quote him again. For example, the signs on the pet markers are eloquent in their way. I knew love. I knew this dog. Dog is God, spelled backwards. Thank you for saving my life. At the end of the film, having laughed earlier, we find ourselves completely silent. These animal lovers are expressing the deepest of human needs for love and companionship. One of the people in the film actually put the thought this way. I'm going to quote one of the characters. He said, when I turn my back, I don't know you. Not truly. But I can turn my back on my little dog. And I know that he's not going to jump on me or bite me. But human beings can't be that way. The Help Guide website said this. It says, pets, especially dogs and cats, can reduce stress anxiety, and depression. They can ease loneliness, encourage exercise and playfulness, and even improve your cardiovascular health. Caring for an animal can help children to grow up more secure and active. Pets also provide valuable companionship for older adults. Perhaps most importantly, though, a pet can add real joy and unconditional love to your life. Let's just stop here for a minute. I just watched this film. I get the hype. But it's amazing because it should not be this good. Uh, let me explain. First of all, it's long. It is a slow-paced, long film. But you know what? You don't care. I mean this respectfully, but do you know how often when trying to tell a story or maybe remember details useless to a story, sometimes, I hate saying this, but it's true, sometimes elderly people have tendencies to drag out a story? All right, well, there is scene after scene after scene of this exact thing happening, but you don't care. There's a long debate at a certain point over what to do with an animal body once it's died. Like, for example, you're sitting through debates, you know, 
that are between sending a dead horse to a glue factory and is that wrong because it deserved to be buried? You could be like, why am I watching this? But you don't care. Then, without giving anything away, there's a scene with an electric guitar. Initially, I thought it was funny. Then I found it haunting. It's odd. And most of all, it's kind of captivating at the same time. Roger Ebert was right. There are so many subtexts going on. You can say, oh, that's that Pet Cemetery movie. But that really wouldn't be fair because there's so much more going on than that. It's like the same way you can say, oh, yeah, The Godfather, that's that mafia movie. Yeah, of course it's a mafia movie. But there's the family stories and the uh, respect and disrespect angles of it and the loyalty angles of it and all the different history as to what make people who they are. All those subtexts. It's almost too simplistic to say the mafia movie or in this case, the cemetery movie. You know, it may be accurate to do so, but there are finer details to be found in both cases. Let's let's close this episode with a quote from the brain behind this documentary, who was filmmaker, filmmaker Errol Morris. Now, he said, quote, I think calling someone a character is a compliment. I understand that point of view based on watching this movie because that said, he did an amazing job as a filmmaker complimenting the characters, the people, non-actors in this film. It's a long watch, guys, but it's an interesting one. And that's why we have it on our show. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Gates of Heaven playlist. It's really easy to find. You just go to Spotify, type in Refresher podcast dash Gates of Heaven. The way we do it on this show I'm sorry, I'm a Gen Xer. I used to make mixtapes and I still love doing it. And this is how I do it now. Make a little mixtape, make a little playlist at the end of every show to represent what we talked about. So here's the 10 songs for this one. First one is Joe Meek and the Blue Men with Valley of No Return. We have some reggae by Burning Spear. The song is called Resting Place. We got the Michael Schenker group with Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. We have Bury Me from the Gish album by the Smashing Pumpkins. We have the Cocteau Twins with Heaven or Las Vegas. We have the Gods, that's G-O-D-Z, with the song Lay in the Sun. We have an instrumental by ZZ Top called Asleep in the Desert. 
Next, we have an outsider artist. His name is Eden Abez, and the song is called Mongoose. We have Cake with the Guitar Man. And to round it all off, we have the Kinks with Animal Farm. That, my friends, is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Gates of Heaven. Guys, this show simply would not exist without you. You know, sometimes these shows are really heavy. Sometimes they're just a lot of fun. Sometimes it's just like, I'm just talking to you like a friend. Other times, I don't know. I just I just get so enthralled in something artistic that I feel like I got to share it with somebody. But you're always there, and you and I appreciate that very, very much. And the and the, the demographics reports show that you're there, and I appreciate that. You're all over the world, so thank you very much. If you could all continue to do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Perhaps if you have social media. If you'd like to put us there so that people know that we exist, that would be very, very nice of you. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you could make a small monthly contribution. It can be as little as 99 cents a month, and it would be a big help. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be awesome. But whether you do or whether you don't, just feel free to listen and enjoy this show anytime that you want to. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by my friend, Mr. John Villafuerte. Well, until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.